Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to another edition of the ABA Law Student Podcast on Legal Talk Network. This is Fabiani Duarte and Madison Burke. And we're the hosts for today's show, which is being presented by the American Bar Association's Law Student Division. In this monthly podcast, we interview guests and cover topics of interest for law students and recent grads. From finals to graduation and the bar exam to finding a job, we hope this show is a trusted and valuable resource for our listeners. Today, we have an incredible treat. We have President Paulette Brown of the American Bar Association, the incomparable lady from New Jersey who is leading the helm and is going to talk to us about a plethora and cornucopia of initiatives and um, reasons why the ABA matters in the lives of law students. So we're so glad you're here, Ms. Brown. Uh, We're excited about your year, uh, the ideas you have, and we wanted to um, just uh, let you tell us a little bit about yourself before we got started. Paulette Brown. I live in New Jersey, originally from Baltimore. Really proud to be president of the American Bar Association and really especially proud to be talking to our future leaders of the profession, the two of you. So just looking forward to working with you and law students on a regular basis and continuing to do some of the things that uh, I've been doing. I don't know if you saw past president Phil Anderson who was standing here, but he was standing here because I'm going to Fayetteville, Arkansas this month to visit with some law students. And uh, it's something that I hope to do uh, throughout my year. When I visit, I'm trying to visit two states every month and visit with law students every month. So uh, everywhere that I go. So, And President Brown, you were a law student once too. Um, What drove you to law school? What inspired you to go? What uh, did you want to get out of it? And where did you go? So you know when you said I was a law student once, that was a really long time ago. <laughs> I don't know. So, not so long. Uh, yeah, yeah. So when I went to college, I did not think about going to law school. I went to college believing that I was going to be a social worker. Mm. But I had two roommates uh, who came to college knowing that they wanted to be lawyers. And uh, they had known one lawyer in particular from New Orleans who was the law librarian at Howard. And uh, they were familiar with other lawyers. And so found out that a lot of lawyers were teaching a lot of the courses in undergraduate school. And it just became something that I was very interested in. I wanted to be a social worker because I thought I could save the world um, and realized that as a lawyer, I could have a greater impact on people's lives and helping people. So that's that's why I went to law school. And it was a really long time ago. I started law school in 1973. I finished in 1976, and I went to Seton Hall University School of Law in New Jersey, and that's how I got to New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you wanted to impact the world. Um, how do you... In a positive way. Right, right. <laughs> so, 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 for example, what is a, a positive way that, that you wanted to achieve that and, and that you think you have? Well, you know, when I was in undergraduate school, I would volunteer for a number of different things. I would 
read to children in the classrooms. I was in Volunteers for America for a long time. Mm. And um, do they still have that? Oh, they do. (laughs) They still have that. I I, I almost did that. I I, I chose between that and AmeriCorps. I I did AmeriCorps. No, no, no. This is is totally different. Okay. No, this is Volunteers. In America, it was VIA, and it's not. You don't get paid for it. You just find there are different voluntary projects that were around, like DC, for example. Right. Oh. And so, yeah, it's 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 not in the schools. It's okay. not a program that's in the schools. It's okay. a totally different program. And so, what did you do with it? So, I did a lot of uh, work with children in schools. I did a lot of work with helping to create a safe environment uh, for people. I even helped clean some of the streets with a broom, um, wow. and and so forth in DC but it was a great experience and and also just trying to reach back when when I grew up although we were not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination but it was always a matter of sharing whatever it was that you had that you always has always had enough to share with someone else and even after I moved to New Jersey in fact uh, I have one friend who says I take in strays Um, (laughs) and so I don't consider them to be strays and my son told me I had 269 children oh my yeah I don't He's the only one. (laughs) Because if you do and you take an application, you'll see mine soon. So, but but you know, it's it's really really a joy. You know, you know, I was raised to whom much is given, much is expected, and so that's never gotten away from me. So Mm. I I always thought that there was something that I could add to someone else. Sometimes everybody doesn't want it, and sometimes I can be a little too pushy. But um, (laughs) I've learned over time to back off when necessary. So sure. So how do you plan to take this um, mission that you've had in your career and implement it in your tenure over this next year as president of the ABA? So there are a couple of things that I'm looking to do, and one involves the what we're calling Main Street ABA, where I am looking to visit at least two states every month during my term as president. And actually, I've started doing it. I've already been to about 28 states. Wow. And um, during my visits, I'm visiting as much with law schools. I've visited, I can't, I don't know how many law schools at this point. I've spoken at four law school graduations. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I'm doing is that I'm trying to visit a boys and girls club wherever I go during these visits. And so far, I've visited about a dozen boys and girls clubs. And most recently, I think in the last six visits or so, both young lawyers and law students have gone with me to visit the Boys and Girls Club. And so um, found that that is just something very exciting. Um, the, a lot of times the law students and the young lawyers don't know what to expect, but they all come away leaving really, really good. The students ask them questions, and it's really important to try to build a pipeline so that there will be people to replace you in law school. So... You know, we were talking about your experience in law school, Seton Hall. If we could go back to, you said you graduated in the 70s? Yes. And we could go see uh, law student Paulette Brown. What what advice would you give her uh, during that three-year slog uh, at Seton Hall? Uh, What advice and guidance would you provide? I would say that law school is your number one job, that you should focus on doing the very best that you can at the outset. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to take advantage of those hours that the professors offer you to talk to them. And I would say also talk to your peers. And I think it's really important to talk to your peers to get their thoughts on how they've analyzed a particular problem. Sometimes we think that 
what we're doing is the, the right way or we have the correct answer until we discuss it with someone else who may not be so much like us. And that's all a part, that's a piece of diversity and inclusion too because when you have uh, people thinking about the same subject in different ways, sometimes you come up with much better solutions. So I always found that when I was in some sort of study group, I always did a lot better. Mm. It's more than just having with your own thoughts. Even if you do do relatively well, I think you can do even better when you bounce it off of somebody else. And even if ultimately you continue to be right, um, it's still good to hear other other opinions and other thoughts. And and then the other thing is, is that we had clinics back in those days too, only one. <laughs> we worked for legal services was ours. And I highly me- recommend getting involved in clinical programs um, because it taught me some lawyering skills that I don't think that I would have otherwise gotten. And it helped me to prepare when I graduated from, from law school. And I, I would recommend that you develop relationships with your classmates. You will benefit, you know, natural relationships. Don't sort of force yourself and don't do it with the intent of maybe they can help me at some point down the line. But I can tell you that um, as a result of my developing some friendships that um, I've been able to still call on people mm. um, even now uh, when I need some assistance. There's a guy, Ray Duva who is the greatest immigration lawyer ever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I still call him when there's an immigration issue or I need to refer someone who has immigration issues. So um, never underestimate anyone who you go to school with. And, of course, become involved in the American Bar Association. (laughs) That's the other thing, especially since membership is now free for law students. Right. Well, how did you pivot and get involved in the ABA yourself? Well, the ABA had a group on campus, and then I became involved in the... The young lawyers of the state bar and then was a member of the assembly of the YLD for the ABA, almost right out of law school. So I see you're wearing a lapel pin, Celebrate Pro Bono, and yes. you just spoke about your clinic experience in legal services. Yes. So, you know, there are a lot of great jobs out there in legal services or public interest generally. And an issue that's really important right now for law students is the fact that Congress is discussing cutting funding to the public interest loan forgiveness program. Right. Would you like to speak about that? Or what are the thoughts from the perspective of the ABA? I, I don't know whether you recall, but I think it was in 2009 we came out very strongly uh, on that issue the American Bar Association did and I think that it's a mistake quite frankly and the ABA does have policy with regard to that so I'm sure we will be advocating again against such legislation it is first of all it's terribly expensive law school is and um, it is I, I have to tell you that one advantage I do have as an older lawyer and having to go to law school so long law school was there's no comparison to the cost of law school to it. And I think that there's no relationship, even though it's been a long time, it's still way too high. We didn't think of law school as being terribly expensive. It was expensive to some people, but not the way it is now. And so I think it's not just what Congress is doing. And I know that a report will come out um, uh, this week on the financing of legal education and all of the issues surrounding it. And, And I think that, you know, we will continue to lobby very hard for them to not push that legislation. 
We know that uh, the ABA's grassroots branch has uh, developed the uh, a hashtag loan forgiveness and, yes. and a campaign to, to try to really raise attention and awareness right. uh, because there's fear that this is kind of uh, going uh, in the shadows. Right. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I just spoke at another meeting concerning the Voting Rights Act. And, you know, one thing that I am concerned about, and, and I have to confess that I'm guilty too, is that a lot of times lawyers think about what's happening in our own individual worlds. And we lose sight of what's happening in the larger arena and don't understand how that can affect us on a very personal level as well. So I think that we have to pay more closer attention to what's going on and not let things slip by us anymore. And so there are people who are helping me to identify issues and things that are coming up. And of course, we've got our great communications group that carefully looks at things that are going on in the news and also our government affairs office in the ABA that looks at these issues so that we won't let things slip by us anymore. And there always has to be you know, people pay attention no matter what they say. They pay attention to public opinion and when there's a groundswell on particular issues. Yeah, so one thing I think law students aren't always aware of is how strong the presence is of the ABA in Washington, D.C., lobbying on behalf of the legal right. profession. Um, what are some initiatives that the ABA is taking right now that law students might be interested in getting involved in and supporting the ABA? Well, this will be one issue. And also, I think that one of the things that we're doing, you know, there a lot of times, unfortunately, law students, when they graduate, um, they don't have viable employment. And so some young lawyers are starting their own firms. And so we're very concerned about that, really want you to succeed after all of the investment that you've made in law school. So one of the things that we're doing now is we're creating a young lawyer toolkit. And we expect to launch the first one by mid-year meeting, and it will focus on zero to three years. Wow. And we've got law practice division working on a GP solo and the senior lawyers, and of course the young lawyers division. And the young lawyers have taken the lead on this project because who knows better exactly. yeah. what you need young than lawyers. they do. Young lawyers. Mm. And so we're really pleased that the other groups are providing the content for it, but the young lawyers are the drivers of this project. That's and great. it'll be a living, breathing toolkit where that can be supplemented. And then we expect by annual meeting next year to have three to six years. And we're taking our time doing it to make sure we get it right. Mm. So that it'll be something that people, young lawyers, will want to use and be able to use easily. So I know you mentioned earlier in the interview that we just recently changed to a free membership model for the law student division. Yes. But just because it's free doesn't necessarily mean that it's worth the time to sign up. Why? What would you say to a law student who asks, why should I join the ABA? What I would say to a law student about why you should join the A, because really there's no other resource in one place where you can get guidance and um, if all the necessary tools that you need to be a successful lawyer. There are various other groups, but we have everything right here. We have, I can't even tell you, more than 5,000 entities uh, within the American Bar Association, and certainly there is at least one or two that could be beneficial or have some in, something that you would be interested in. The thing is, is you don't have to join five other organizations to get everything you need. You can get everything you need right here.
All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we've been able to, to read about that uh, is part of your uh, in initiative and vision for the year is uh, ABA Every Day. Yes. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what that is? So for every member, we will, starting August 5th, my first day as president, we will give a member benefit every single, a free member benefit every day of the year because wow. it's the same thing that you asked, Madison, is, you know, why do you join the ABA? People have said, well, what value does the ABA have? Well, we have quite a bit of value and our, our entities have willingly agreed to volunteer to give um, content for 365 days of the year. Uh, we will provide something and we have a calendar. Lord, do you have the calendar I can show? It will be published in the ABA journal every month. And I'll show you. You can't see it on the air, obviously. But this is what uh, the calendar will look like. It's colorful and it's really colorful. nice. And, and, and the reason <laughs> is, is because the, you can awesome. tell what the CLE is, what the podcast is, whether it's a publication, a resource, or a webinar. And one of the good things about it is that in thinking about young lawyers, law students, and so forth, is that you don't always want to sit, be stationary and get what it is that's being given to you. So we want to give it to you so that you can look at it when you want to look at it or listen to it when you want to listen to it. And so we are also not going to crowd your email box Yay. with information, <laughs> yes, with information about this. So like I said, every month it will appear in the ABA Journal. It'll be on the website. And we hope to use a lot of social media. And so just so you know, my my handle is at Brown for Lawyers. So hopefully we can get all the law students to follow me, and I'll be tweeting various things, and I'm on Facebook as well. I've got Instagram and <laughs> Vine. You're beating me. Wow. You're, you're, you're more hip than me, Snapchat. My, you know, looking at this calendar yeah. and, and seeing how hip you are, you, you, we might need you for two years in the presidency. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at this calendar. It's packed. we got webinars and free e-books and uh, do's and don'ts on, on, on job searches magazines. I mean, it's a ton. Toolkits. It's a ton of stuff. Yeah, that's great. And so I, I would also invite you as law students, I know that you have very good ideas. So if you have like a list of 10 tips for law students that you, we'd love to have it as a part of our ABA every day and list that as one of the free benefits to, to members and law students. You know, talking about law students again, you look at Have us. Have we stopped talking about law I, I, students? Well, no, no, we haven't. I mean, the, but since you, since we haven't, we haven't. But, you know, we, we, that's why, why we love talking uh, about them as much as, as we do. Because, you know, if you are looking to hire a law student uh, who's passed the bar, what, what kind of skills, what kind of traits, characteristics are you looking for? If, if you got a resume from me and, and, and Madison, what are some of the things that you'd be uh, uh, keeping your eye out for? You know, and this is something that I can really talk to because I served on the recruiting committee and have done a lot of hiring of law students for summer positions. And I will tell you that uh, one of the things that I did when I joined my firm is I said, we have to look at students who are not just in the top 10%, who don't go to the Ivy League schools, and we have to look at other qualities that they have. You know, look at the whole person. Um, even if they didn't do well their first semester, did they do better their second semester? Because for a lot of people, there's an adjustment when you go to law school, and it takes time to adjust. So you can't just look at first, you know, the overall cumulative grade point average. Did they do better the second semester than they did the first semester? What type of extracurricular activities are they involved in? Are they engaged in any 
type of community service? Do they engage in activities that require other people because it can determine whether you will be a team player? And so I think that you look at every quality. There's nothing wrong with being in the top 10%, nothing wrong with being in an Ivy League uh, school uh, or one of the top 10 schools, but there are great law students Mm. who don't go to those schools and who are not in the top 10% of their class and will do a fantastic job as lawyers. In fact, if you look around at many of the general counsels in this country, they are not from the top 10 law schools. They did not graduate from the 10% of their class, but they have the moxie. They will dig (laughs) in and they will especially dig in because a lot of them know that people don't have as high of expectations of them as they do for someone who went to a different type of school. So they they believe that there's something sometimes to prove. I know that was the case with me. Seton Hall was not on the map, but I know that I could have been a, as good a lawyer as anyone else. And so um, those are the types of characteristics. I look for a well-rounded individual. And uh, President Brown, as you... Um rally uh, the ABA family to follow your lead into ABA Everyday, ABA Main Street, and the, uh, the great vision that you have for this year. How would you encapsulate that energy? What words, what sentence of what motivation? What hashtag? Yeah, what, what hashtag? <laughs> yeah, what do you think is, is the theme of your year? You know, it's interesting because someone asked me about the theme of my year. I said, the ABA does not have themes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. With, 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 we're, in a, we're in a society now that we have short attention spans and we need that like buzzword, that like concept, that idea. So, so to me, the American Bar Association is the go-to legal organization for all lawyers in America. We are the ones who can effectuate positive change to make a difference in the lives, not just of lawyers, but everybody in our nation. Wow, that's powerful. And I'm proud to be part of that team. Great. And, you know, I just want to reemphasize that I look forward to your thoughts and ideas that, um, you know, as we go along, we don't expect law students or any other group to buy into what we're doing if you have not had an opportunity to have a voice in it. That's That's great. Well, President Brown, uh, we we thank you so much for for your wisdom, for your uh, leadership, and for your advice to law students like us as we uh, embark on this journey and uh, really launch our careers uh, in the ABA community. What's the best way that we can get in contact with you? Can I just say one thing? Yes, ma'am. Yes, of course. course. I'd just like to say that I'd like to thank you for having this talk show that it will be a great benefit in and of itself, probably more than anything that I could ever do to encourage law students to be involved. So I really commend you for doing this and taking the time. Your message is much stronger. So thank you very much for doing this. Thank you, President Brown. We, we appreciate it. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of our, of our program, our time together. I, I want to thank uh, President Paulette Brown of the American Bar Association once again for joining us today. And uh, we welcome you to connect with her, to uh, be inspired by her, and to uh, fall into the ABA's pool of of benefits. Check out that calendar of ABA Everyday opportunities that are just waiting for you to grasp them and uh, kick off uh, your legal career, not just in law school, uh, but beyond. And you can follow her on Twitter. <laughs> that's right. That's At right. At Brown for Lawyers. At Brown for Lawyers. Perfect. And is there another way that they can get in contact with you, President Brown? Yes, it is president at AmericanBar.org. 
Awesome. Perfect. Yes. Very good. Yes. It's, it, it couldn't be better than that. If you're interested in finding out if President Brown is going to be visiting uh, your state or your school, check out Main Street ABA, a website that's going to be launched really soon. Well, they'll uh, be able to showcase the different places, a map of the country, so you'll know if the president is going to be visiting a neighborhood near you. Check it out. Go invite your friends and tell us how it goes. On Twitter at ABALSD. Well, this has been another edition of the ABA Law Student Podcast. I'm Fabiani Duarte. I'm Madison Burke, signing off. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember... U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always... Consult a lawyer.